Hello everyone and welcome to the Highbury Hangout podcast. In this episode we'll be talking all about our midweek game against Everton. The game sees Arsenal log their third consecutive win in the WSL coming out at 4-1 and obviously big three points in our run for Europe against Man City specifically. As the season has gone on it's obviously got easier and easier to kind of predict the lineup, especially the starting team simply because there are so many players injured at this point but since Berger made her 100th appearance in goal for us um, which is obviously a really exciting milestone and then she wasn't really troubled in the first half, although Everton definitely did have spells of possession, especially in the first 20 minutes. The first 20 minutes were, I wouldn't say rocky, but we definitely weren't in control. There were some early shots from Blackstenius via a really great ball from Lotovuba Moy, and Plover had some amazing ball work again, which definitely really troubled Everton. And then just before the half hour mark, we started to see this big push from Arsenal. We had a pretty high press, which Everton did struggle with overall, but there was a big flurry of goals. So this all kicked off just before the half hour mark with Noel Maritz getting the ball to Caitlin Ford, who was unmarked in the box and she was able to obviously capitalise on this and score our first goal. Next up on the score sheet was Captain Katie McCabe less than five minutes later Another stunning long-range strike to add to her goal tally this season. And then what was an absolute just flurry, as I said, of goals, Caitlin Ford then secured her brace. And then not long before the halftime whistle, Lotte Vubemoy scored our fourth and final goal with a real bullet header, which went through a very busy penalty box. Fun fact, this is actually the second game in a row that Arsenal have headed into the halftime break with four goals to their name. However, the second half took a very different turn. We'd not long got underway when a big late challenge came in from loney player Agatha Beaver-Jones against Leah Volti. Wally left the pitch on a stretcher having gas in air. So I was at the game and... We could hear her screaming a little bit. I can only imagine, obviously, if you were close to like, the players, the the mentality for them to both be able to be there for her but also remain in the game. It was, it was very uncomfortable in terms of just how emotional I think everyone in the crowd felt. And I think you could see that in the players and also the Everton players. Um, obviously, Beaver Jones left on what was initially a yellow card but then got upgraded to a red card which was the right decision obviously she was crying and I think obviously now a lot of a lot of Arsenal fans whether it's because you've watched on tv or you've been at the games we've all seen some big injuries we've all become very aware of like oh that's probably an ACL like that's how quite injury hardened our team is but this just, I think it really took the wind out. It was it was just not nice at all. After that, Arsenal continued well, but I think we were definitely unable to really hit full gear again, both because of what Leah brings to the side in midfield, especially with the younger players now having to play. But just in general, I think the game was pretty much done having said that Everton obviously did score in the 86th minute but even with 10 minutes added on extra time it was never really in, it was never in doubt 
So after this game, this leaves Arsenal with just two games left of the season. It's obviously flown by. Our last two games are Chelsea at the weekend and then Aston Villa next weekend. As I said, this game takes us three points ahead of Man City, securing us that all-important final European slot. And most importantly, we now have an update on Leah Volti. She will be unavailable for the next two games for Arsenal, sadly, so her season domestically is over. However, she will be back for the World Cup. She'll probably miss the preparation time in terms of like training and things like that, but she will be pro- most likely available for Switzerland's first game. Of course, she is their captain and a vital player for them. On top of Zinsberg's 100th appearance, we also saw the young Freya Godfrey make her second appearance for the first team. Now, obviously, Freya is a hugely exciting talent coming through the ranks. She has been at the academy for a very long time. Um, but maybe you're wondering kind of where the other youngsters are that we've got used to, like Michelle Agimang, for example. And they're all representing the Lionesses, the under-17s in their Euros and in fact Michelle Agimang is absolutely tearing it up. She scored multiple goals, she's the lead goal scorer of the entire tournament so far and if you've seen any of her games it genuinely looks like an adult is playing because she's so fast, so physical, so clinical. And of course the game was also on Jodie Taylor's birthday and we saw her receive some gifts and see some family which was really nice and I think she really enjoyed being sung happy birthday to from the fans. So moving now on to um, a play that I've been really enjoying is I think we once again saw how intuitive Pullover's positional sense is when playing in the midfield specifically her understanding of space and knowing when and where to receive the ball is so clever and to think she's still quite young is really really interesting and the ball work you know the tricky footwork the cute little balls here and there it was difficult for Brighton to deal with her as well and then I think she also maintained this again now and it's interesting that she can do this when she is with Leah Volti and not with Wally. I think that is so core cool to how good she's going to be because obviously we've lost Volti a little bit and Kim Little is no longer our kind of like anchor in defence. And I think these times are really interesting to see which players are stepping up in this manner as well. Like it's very impressive from her. Another thing that I was going to say is, obviously I've previously mentioned that Zinsberger made her 100 appearance, but I thought we would all really enjoy the symmetry of the dates. So Zinsberger actually signed on the 17th of May, all the way back in 2019, and then of course our game was on the 17th of May this year. I just thought that was that was good. But another player that I really, really want to focus on is Katie McCabe, Captain Katie McCabe these days. So not only has it been really good to see how much she values captaining the side, you know, she's spoken a lot about how much of an honour it is. She's also really continuously shown her character in this really difficult period, to be honest. Jonas Eidvall has spoken recently about how in difficult moments football reveals character and obviously McCabe has tons of it. This is something we've all known, like how much time she has for the fans, um, how good she is with the media, those types of things, but I think we've seen a very specific side of her leadership, so 
the harder the situation has become, the more she has shown up every game. I, in every game I've seen her talking in, you know, when the, in moments of rest periods or whatever, she's talks to especially the younger players and it's not always just, you know, a pat on the back to say you're doing a good job, it's really in-depth showing them what to do or where they should be next time and things like that and you can always tell based on the facial features and the way they're interacting that neither player is annoyed or like it's not her telling them off ever it's purely constructive and helpful I, when I was at the Emirates game most recently for the Wolfsburg match I saw this a lot with Cool and McCabe and then the other day at Everton I definitely saw her do it a lot with Pullover and Geo. so really interesting to see that dynamic and on like a broader topic she just never misses the opportunity to provide support for example it was clear that Lotta was affected throughout the game obviously we never go into their private lives but on top of witnessing Leah's injury um for those of you who don't know Lotta's boyfriend is a very successful cyclist and he got injured um very like this week in the recent Giro d'Italia which is still ongoing so she's clearly had a bit of a tough time um obviously we don't know the ins and outs of her personal life and nor should we but she left the pitch visibly upset with a member of the Arsenal staff and I thought it was interesting that not too long after the game Katie McCabe then went to Instagram posted a photo of Lotta and her after the goal and I don't think this was a coincidence you know the supportive message underneath you know she didn't need to explicitly say anything it was just a message of support and I think all these different ways that she's showing up for her teammates is amazing and talking of our number three more positive news for Lotta though is that she actually won April's Arsenal Women's Player of the Month so well deserved she's getting so many minutes in and she just is constantly there she's been such a great defensive player for us this season but moving on to more broader news, we now know that Vine has had her operation and that Lee Williamson was there with her to support her through it. And on top of that, through her work with The Telegraph, so Beth does a piece for them, um, Beth was talking about how they have moved Laura in with her and Viv to kind of support her, try and look after her a little bit, which I just thought was so sweet to read about. And... Leah Williamson has invested in Toka, so they run football-themed social entertainment venues. Um, we've seen Harry Kane, so the... I'm, I don't want to talk about sports. I'm going to say the England men's captain do something similar. So Leah said that she's become an investor to help drive female participation in the sport, and the brand said that they will be working very closely with our number six to inspire women. In exciting end of season news as well, we now know that Jonas Eideval has been nominated for manager of the season along with Emma Hayes, Mark Skinner and Carla Ward and similarly Frieda Mornham has been nominated for player of the season and finally it's not even officially started yet but obviously the rumour mill has already started heating up in regards to the transfer window. So obviously Chelsea have already started signing players, no news officially for Arsenal yet but similar to how it was all seemingly going on in winter 
Arsenal seem interested once again in Benfica's Chloe Lacasse. At the time, it was widely reported that the player was interested, but Benfica were unwilling to sell, and then there was just a bit of a deadlock. However, it seems there could be something on the cards, but it's not as clear from Arsenal's side on this one. But interestingly, Chloe Lacasse was awarded Best Player of the League this a few days ago. She scored 21 goals and secured 13 assists and this was a title winning season for Benfica and interestingly just to add to the kind of rumours that she is leaving whether that to be Arsenal or not she left to a wide standing ovation as she left the pitch for the last game. But obviously we will have to wait and see. I think it's still quite clear that Jonas wants to sign an out and out attacking player still. Um, just based on the lack of success over the winter. I also really enjoyed um, something Beth said recently in the media about how her and Viv are working really hard to become new acquisitions for Arsenal. So they're basically going to be like new signings, which I just thought was such a great outlook. And interestingly, Beth Mead has spoken about how she has been kicking a few balls about with the physio, obviously, in a very safe environment. Don't worry, Gunas. And she suggests that her touch is better than it was before, which, if it is the case, then I think we're in for a real treat. And on that happier note, we will leave the podcast here. You can expect to hear from me again after the Chelsea game. Obviously, I'm not sure how it's going to go. We are once again down quite a few players, but never rule us out we are showing so much fight and resilience in this last bit of the season thank you so much for listening bye